I want to address a Bible subject with you, and it might not be what you would expect. I always urge you to use your Bible to verify everything that is said. The subject is the birth of Christ. So, a very simple approach. Four things we need to know about the birth of Christ. There is a lot of talk these days about this particular event in the Bible. We are in a season of the year when this comes up all the time. Why not concentrate on what the Bible says about this and then consider what our response to Christ ought to be, not just annually or in a season, but every day? So a simple approach. Four things we need to know about the birth of Christ. Number one, he existed before his birth. Stay with me now. He existed before his mother's birth, before Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were born, before Moses, before Abraham, before Adam. Are you ready? John chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. This truth about Jesus Christ, not commonly covered on the History Channel, the Discovery Channel, the occasional CNN documentaries on Easter. But you see this in your Bible, don't you? Right on the page in John chapter 1, in the beginning all things were made through him. Later in the Gospel of John, Jesus made a startling statement to those who heard it. In John chapter 8 and verse 58, before Abraham was, Jesus said, I am. Add to this in Colossians 1.16, all things were made through him. And then Hebrews 1 and verse 2, God said, through him, I created the world. This is the pre-existence of Christ. It is affirmed in Scripture and therefore essential truth Christians accept. You hear all sorts of things about Christ out in the world, in the mainstream trending culture. You hear strange things about him not taught in the Bible. You hear people express an interest in him periodically or just on holidays. We need to read, study, and believe what the Bible says about him. The Bible says he existed before his birth. This is an affirmation of the deity of Christ, and the deity of Christ cannot be separated from the gospel story or dismissed as irrelevant. Jesus came to the world through a birth in Bethlehem, and that's how humans arrive here. But he existed long before that event, with God, as God. As the Son of Man on earth, he was sometimes tired and 
He rested. He was thirsty and sleepy. He interacted with human beings. But as you read that narrative and reflect on his life, never let it slip from your mind. Through him, the world was created. He existed before his birth, the only begotten Son of God. Number two, his birth was prophesied. You still have your Bible ready? Be opening to the book of Isaiah in chapter 9, and then after that citation, I'll move back to chapter 7 in Isaiah. Isaiah spoke and wrote his words, and they were recorded over 600 years before the birth of Christ. God enabled the prophet to see, to know, to speak of the Savior God would send in the fullness of the time. Prophets who were inspired by God had no individual abilities to calculate or see the future. Isaiah, Daniel, Ezekiel had no natural ability of foreknowledge. God told them what to speak and write about the future, far in advance of the fulfillment. So in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, a chapter before that, a page or two chapters, I'll say, before that, Isaiah 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, after you read those, turn to the New Testament over to the book of Matthew and find Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23. Matthew chapter 1, verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, the verse previous to that, Matthew says, All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. This is fulfilled prophecy. This is a fact about the life about the birth of Jesus Christ. In the book of Micah, we're going back to another prophecy. Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Now go back to Matthew again in chapter 2 and verse 6. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. And again, the introductory verse is back in verse 5, where Matthew said, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written in the prophets. Folks, I've given you just brief examples. 
And I say again, the prophets were not modern prognosticators. They were not trained in forecasting or announcing history in advance. Man cannot see history in advance. They were given information from God, by God, in advance of events. In this case, in advance of the coming of the Messiah, the Savior. Again, I'll say, this is truth about the birth of Christ that needs our attention, not just annually, but needs to be a part of what we believe about him all the time. And the truth about him begs for our personal response. Hebrews 5 and verse 9 says that Jesus is the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Number three, I'll make quick work of number three, and there is not a passage. We do not know the day Christ was born. Perhaps there are people who expect to open the Bible and find December 25th and read all about what people are to do during that season. Now, there is in the New Testament the Lord's Day, the first day of the week, Acts 20 and verse 7. Christians met to hear preaching and take the Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians 16, mention is made of giving on the first day of the week. Revelation 1 and verse 10, John calls it the Lord's Day. Let me add, there is also the directive from God to every disciple to be a disciple every day. Jesus said, Luke 9, 23, take up your cross daily and follow me. We are to be his disciples every day, not just on a humanly designated special day. There is a noticeable absence of anything like what is commonly taking place this season. Facts about the birth of Christ. Number four, we do know the purpose of Jesus coming into the world. Now take your Bible back out, please, in Galatians chapter four. Paul is writing to the churches in Galatia, responding to issues there. And in the course of that response, Paul says this in Galatians four and verse four. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of woman, born under the law. Now, pause here and notice, God knew exactly what he was going to do even before creation. According to Ephesians chapter 1, God had a plan created in his mind that he carried out that came to this point called the fullness of time. He sent forth his son. And the next verse says, to redeem, to redeem those who were under the law. To this, we add many other passages about God sending Christ to save sinners, Jews, Gentiles, sinners today, wherever they are, all of us included. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 9, by this, the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. 1 John 4 and verse 14, we have seen and testified that the father has sent the son to be the savior of the world. 1 John 4 and verse 
10. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. So on this important subject, we need to know what the Bible says. Jesus existed with God and as God before the foundation of the world. His birth fulfilled prophecy. We do not know the calendar day. We do know that God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. Now, the question is, what do we do with this? This is truth from God about the birth of Christ, who he was and is, his deity, pre-existence, the prophecies that were fulfilled in the fullness of time. What do we do with all this? This isn't just something you put in your mind at the level of interest. The truth we're talking about is more than just something that is academically interesting that you might share with a class. We know this truth isn't just about one day in the year for food and gifts. By the way, I'm not against food or gifts. What does the truth about Jesus Christ mean to me, to you, to our families and friends? Isn't it obvious when you read the Bible, it is truth from God that needs to have my response, your response. And we don't need to guess what that response ought to be. We can open the New Testament and read about people who heard the gospel, who repented of their sin, confessing their faith, they were baptized, and they arose to walk in a new life as faithful disciples every day. Jesus is the author of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Thank you for listening.